Almost every habit you have, whether it's a good habit or a bad habit, is the result of many small decisions over time. So if the challenges you're facing in your life right now are the result of thousands of small decisions that you've made over the course of the past few years, this episode's for you. This is part two in my new series, How to Switch Things Up. And in part one, we talked about the seven significant benefits to trying new things. Now, if this is your first time listening to Coffee with Colleen, welcome. My name is Colleen Hammond, and I am a personal brand strategist. I've just noticed that most women have no idea how amazing they will look and feel once they get their style right and how important it is to have their personal brand nailed. And I'm not just talking about a profile pic because 93% of what people think about you is determined in less than the first two seconds that they see you. That's even before you speak. I coach clients and lead workshops on developing an impactful personal brand that is strengthened by incorporating not just wardrobe, but your on-camera presence and your body language as well. I'm a former on-camera meteorologist for the Weather Channel, a network news anchor, um, Miss Michigan, and I've been helping people look and feel like a million dollars for over three decades. And part of what I do is helping my clients build new and productive habits, thus this series. So let's talk about habits. What is a habit? Now, wouldn't it make sense that any path to someplace wonderful, whether it's success, health, strength, joy, fulfillment, meaning, vitality, a nice vacation, that also comes through thousands of little decisions. And if you're going on vacation, it's planning ahead, it's making all the little turns, it's the map, it's the road, it's the path. So what we want to do is make as few decisions as possible. Now, what does that mean? That means routines and habits. So deciding ahead of time the best path to take, and then planning that path, and then developing a set of one, two, three things to do. So if you're going on vacation and you're going to drive and it's going to be 1,200 miles, you're going to map that path out, the best path for you to get there, what turns you need to make, what time do you need to leave so you can avoid traffic, what places are going to be the best places to stop to eat, how many times are you going to have to stop and get gas along the way. All of those decisions that you make ahead of time will make the vacation run more smoothly. And if we put that much planning into a vacation, what kind of planning should we put into our life so that we can build towards success, health, strength, joy, fulfillment, meaning, vitality, all of those amazing things. So to do that productively, you want to make as few decisions along the way, but instead, Plan that map, plan your route, and develop habits. Now, Cappuccino members, inside your membership area, inside the cafe, you're going to find a bonus of the nine top bad habits to break so that you can be more productive, plus a few other goodies I threw in there for you. So back to this program and the seven reasons why having habits essential if you weren't sold on the first one. First of all, you have that structure, which is what I've talked about. And that's a sense of familiarity. Also, ownership, order, organization. So you have that structure ahead of time so that you know what to do and where to go. 
Second reason to have habits is you decide ahead of time what's going to make you happy and then you plan for it. Like Benjamin Franklin said, your net worth to the world is usually determined by what remains after your bad habits are subtracted from your good ones. So you want to consciously decide what you want to do with every day of our lives and what makes us happy or what gives us the most utility. The third reason you want to have habits is it's going to save you time and increase your efficiency. So you have a habit now. Whether you realize it or not, you do the same thing in the morning. Do you wake up and roll over and say a prayer? Or do you wake up and stretch? Or do you wake up and grab your phone? What do you do as far as a routine? Do you shuffle out into the kitchen, you make your coffee? Or do you immediately get workout clothes on and go to work? You already have a habit. So monitor what you're already doing. You might be a little surprised at how inefficient you are. So habits will help you save time and increase your efficiency because you're doing things consciously without rather without consciously thinking about it. Then once you have those routines or those habits, you just automatically do them without having to remind yourself to get things done. And then you end up saving time by not having to stand there and decide what to do with your day. You've planned it ahead of time. The fourth reason why having habits are essential is you put your 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 life on autopilot. There's no need for you to have willpower or motivation. You just do it. Because willpower is limited. It's finite. And motivation comes and goes. That's why my least favorite sentence on the planet is, I don't feel like it. We are not toddlers. We are adults. Doesn't care. It doesn't matter if you feel like it or not. We do it. So if when you rely on the routine to accomplish the task, that's a lot easier than relying on willpower or motivation, which may or may not be there. The fifth reason you want to have a habit is it builds momentum. That Tanzanian proverb, little by little, a little becomes a lot, is very true. And the same thing if you are, I don't know, eating out and you spend $10 a day, if you make your lunch, you're going to save about $3,000 a year. So same thing. If you go for a walk every day for one mile, you're walking 365 miles a year. If you read 20 pages of a book every day, that means you'll read, uh, what, 7,300 pages a year. That's about 30 books. So just 20 pages a day. Next, the sixth reason you want to have a habit is to get better. Improve yourself. Write every day. Uh, live every day. Learn a language. Uh, do math, uh, read a book, exercise, increase your health. Lots of things. Seventh and finally, why a habit is essential is it's going to save work in the wrong in the long run. So if you do a little bit of work now and then you pl- apply that schedule every single solitary day, just think about how much time that saves you per day. It'll help you become the type of person you want to be, someone who lives by a strong standard, someone who believes in themselves, someone who can be counted on by the people that matter to them. And it's about the daily process you follow and not the ultimate product you achieve. And part of becoming a better person for me isn't just for me. It's to be a better partner, to be a better wife, mother, friend, sibling, so that I can share a better me with those around me too. Because your life today is, again, like we started with, the essentially the sum of your habits, your routines. So, for example, how in shape or out of shape are you? 
that's a result of your daily habits. How happy or unhappy are you? Again, that can be a result of your daily habits. How successful or unsuccessful are you? Again, a result of your daily habits. It's hard to admit, but as I sit here overweight, there's only one person to blame but myself. How out of shape am I? It's because of my lack of that daily habit that I've been trying to build back into my life, which really, quite frankly, is what sponsored this whole series, is my personal um, goals and ambitions right now. And so I'm sharing with you what I learned about how to develop these habits. So the most common mistake that people make is setting their sights on the final event or that final transformation, because what that does in our heads is make us think we're going to have an overnight success rather than focusing on your daily habits and your routines and your rituals, which are what's going to get you there. Now, do you need to focus on that end result? Yes, because if you're focusing on, you know, I'm just going to keep doing this every day, every day, every day, because I have this end goal in mind, and that is my end goal, that's okay to be thinking about that, but that's not ultimately what we want to be spending a lot of our energy on. Our energy needs to be focused on those daily habits, routines, and rituals. So what you repeatedly do or what you repeatedly spend time thinking about and doing every day ultimately forms the person you are, the things you believe, and the personality that you portray. When you become obsessed with achieving goals quickly or overnight or try to lose weight too fast or whatever, the only thing you think about is how to get to your goal. And then you forget to realize that the process for achieving goals is just as important whether or not you achieve them. You're building character. You're building all these good habits. You're setting great examples. If you have children, you're setting a great example for them too if they see mom or dad has this goal and they're going to change these things about themselves. So how can we do it? How can we develop these habits easier? Well, the desire to achieve these results fools you into thinking that the results is the prize. So we just want to focus on those three steps that form everything that we do, every habit that we have. The first is a trigger. That's what initiates the behavior. Second is an action. That's the behavior itself. And the third is the benefit, what reward you gain from doing the behavior. So talk about Pavlov's dogs, and if you've ever taken Psych 101, you've heard about Pavlov's dogs, and even if you haven't taken Psych 101, you probably have. The whole experiment was that they would ring a bell, and then they would feed the dogs. What they found out, that the bell was this trigger, because as soon as they rang the bell, the dogs started to drool. They hadn't opened the door, they hadn't brought the food in, nothing, but the dogs had learned that that bell ringing meant food was coming and they started salivating in anticipation. Then the benefit or the reward was the food that was brought in. So for me, I had to get over this addiction uh, or bad habit with my phone. So my phone would vibrate. That's the trigger. What was my action? Picking it up. You're right. I would pick up the phone and look and see who the text message is from. So that's part two, the action. What's the benefit or the reward is finding out that somebody cared about me. Oh my goodness, it's so-and-so, you know, because debt collectors are not texting you, not yet anyway. So 
you have a trigger, an action, and a benefit to everything you do. And, and when you have a bad habit, you want to break it down. Okay, what triggers it? Why do I do that action? And what benefit am I getting of it? What, what's the reward from that? For the phone, the reward, of course, was obviously, you know, the, seeing, oh, so-and-so, you know, my best friend texted me or whatever. Or the benefit could be, you know, giving me a break in my work right? So analyze your bad habits and look at that. So now when you want to start a new habit, make it so easy that you can't not do it. So focus on the practice, not the performance, and then reward yourself. You want to start with self-talk. Decide the type of person you want to be. Prove it to yourself with small wins. I'm good at this. I'm good at that. I'm good at changing my habits. I'm good at starting new things. And then those small wins, uh, again, let's, let's take exercise. Um, are you going to, I haven't exercised in five years and I'm going to start exercising an hour a day and then I'm going to sit in the sauna for half an hour and then I'm going to do some self-care and take a shower and I'm going to, you know, focus on my nails and then I'm going to have my lashes done and, you know, you've got this huge thing. Start with really, really small wins. I am going to start walking every morning for 10 minutes. Even if it's walking in place in your living room, it doesn't matter. So one of those things that you could do is get a pedometer, and most phones have pedometers on them, and then get a baseline of how many steps you've been taking every day, and then just add 50 steps to that. And then do 50 steps this week, and then add another 100 steps next week. Um, and then next thing you know, you're going to be building yourself up to 10,000 steps a day. If you're a blogger and you're challenged by writing your blog, write 250 words a day, five days a week. If you want to be a better partner, then do one random act of kindness every day to someone who means a lot to you. Then you want to set the schedule. Nothing long-term or no deadlines. I mean, deadlines and some goals are important, but set the daily schedule. If you know long-term, I'm going to lose two pounds a week and I want to lose 80 pounds, it's going to take me 40 weeks, which is not even a year. So that's not bad, right? So you're, you know, just break it down that way. And don't dive in just tiny steps. And that's what we'll talk about in part three is thinking small to go big. So schedule of daily activity of tiny little steps that you can do. As the saying goes, how did you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. So you're going to look for that trigger, which are also known as keystone habits. So remember Pavlov's dog, the trigger was the bell and the action was them drooling. That's their, their behavior and their reward or their benefit was getting to eat. So what are your triggers, your actions, and your benefits? For example, if you work out in the morning, I'm motivated to eat better during the day because I'm like, I don't want to mess up the exercise I just did, right? I'm more productive because it increases my, my metabolism and my um, endorphins. I end up sleeping better at night because I burned off more energy during the day. So for me, exercising in the morning is a keystone habit. Then I built in meditation and, you know, so other things can build it. So what's yours? What's your big trigger, your big keystone, your big domino that's going to knock the other dominoes over? I want to get healthier. So what does that mean? How can that uh, get healthier? How can that, that doesn't go on a, that's not a time slot on the calendar, right? So what does get healthier mean to you? Maybe that means swapping out coffee with cream and sugar for bulletproof coffee. And I know in mine, I put um, collagen, a raw egg, and MCT oil. And I whip that up and, and that 
is enough for me. And actually I drink tea, I don't drink coffee. So what's that one thing that you can change? And then slot it in. You have to be able to write it down on the calendar, right? Otherwise, and then make sure you do it and write it down on the calendar because if it's not on the calendar, ten, nine times out of 10, you won't do it. And then stick to it, even in a small way. So let's say, again, you wanna start working out. Let's say you wanna start walking every day and you're going to walk 100 steps more than you did last week. Well, maybe this morning you're getting up and for whatever reason, you know, you were up late last night with a a dear friend and maybe you don't have time to do a full hour workout that you normally do. Well, do a seven minute workout or 100 squats, you know, or whatever. Um, Do something that maintains that schedule. Don't just skip the workout because, quote, you don't have time. Okay, I'm going to do my workout now. 100 squats. I wish I could do 100 squats. But you know what I mean, just something. Uh, If you're a writer and your schedule is, or your goal is to write 250 words a day, you don't have time for that, sit down and slap out 50 words. Can't run three miles, jog in place for a few minutes, do some stretching. Just stick to your routine. So if your routine is to get up and meditate for an hour and you don't have time for that, meditate for 15 minutes. And then you usually work out for an hour. You don't have time for that. Run in place for 10 minutes. Then you have a big breakfast. You don't have time for that. Have bulletproof coffee. You know, just whatever you don't have time to do, don't just skip it. Keep that habit into your daily habit. And so then you, at that point, you won't even think about it after a while. So just do something to stay on schedule, even if it's something small. So how else can you help build these new habits? There are tons and tons of apps, and I'll link to them below. Habit Bowl is free. It's a flexible reminder program. It provides you a reminder to keep you on track and developed habits. So for example, if you want to walk three days a week, Habit Bowl will let you set reminders on those days. If you want to meditate, uh, you can record your accomplishments. And the thing about this Habit Bowl is you record it in minutes, not yes or no, I did it or I didn't do it. You can graph those minutes because when you record the minutes, it graphs and tracks your progress. So Habitable says you need 66 days to create a habit. So it gives you a progress bar and shows you where you are. Second app is called Productive and that's only available for iPhone. Now, this is very specific in that it creates three categories, morning, evening, and then the third one is whenever and you can decide that one. Because it wants you to not just like, oh, I want to do these habits, so I'm going to do them the first thing this morning. What it does is forces you to do one in the morning, one at night, and then the other one you can pick where you want to do it. So it focuses you to incorporate the habits into your regular daily schedule as opposed to just getting over with early. Third app is called Strives. If you want to do lose weight, save money, read books, then you can look at Strides. This app looks at the total time to complete any task, breaks it down into milestones. That way you can measure them and track them. And then it gives you weekly and monthly goals. Streaks, that's also an iPhone only. That's an app to develop fitness goals. And part of this one is that it syncs with your Apple Health app. So it can do the steps, the heart rate, your distance, and it does a lot more too. But it only lets you do six habits at a time and it has a real simple graphics display, so it keeps it simple. The fifth one is Habitica. This app is free and it's for iPhone, Android, and also for the web. So Habitica takes good habits, converts them into something fun, like a video game. And then here's the thing, you play with these video games with your friends and you earn battles, uh, battle um, monsters and badges, and but it's gamified, but also it's socialized. So you're, you're holding each other accountable. And if you or the person you're playing your games with fails to complete 
that habit of the reminder, you're both penalized. So this gives you the buddy system. Sixth is coach.me, coach me. This app uh, can coach you through the process of forming athletic habits and trainings. And you can see videos and you can even um, hire a live coach through the app. And the seventh app is Habit Free, and that's an Android app. And this has questions to help keep you on your routine. Did you brush your teeth? Did you go for a walk? That would bug me. But anyway, <laughs> not surprisingly, it focuses on habit streaks and how many days in a row you accomplished your task. And But you know what? There's tons of apps available. These seven I've listed is just some that I found that were high rated and, and seemed to be pretty good. Um, there's Fabli- Fabloso, I think it's called. Um, that's you know, a paid one too. But the selection of the app store is constantly changing. So just scan your options, uh, your search habits, and then look for the one that you think is going to be best for you. So what I want to ask you is this, what one habit are you going to focus on? What's your trigger or your keystone habit or your domino habit that's going to make all the others fall into place? And what app have you found helpful? Because there's tons out there. So DM me on one of my social media sites or email me at colleenacolleenhammond.com. All the links are in the show notes. And next time, we're going to talk about how to think small so that you can go big. Thanks for joining me this week on Coffee with Colleen. We'll see you next time.